Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Here we go. Bells and whistles. The ball has dropped, but we have the Indiana Outdoor Show. So great to be with you. Happy New Year. And it kicks off year 25 of the Indiana Outdoor Show. Actually, I'm ahead of that just a little bit. We don't officially celebrate our birthday, but I'm going ahead with with uh, year 25. How's that? So grateful and great uh, grateful that I've been able to do this all these years, and it is truly a joy for me to be with you each and every week. And we're going to kick off the first show in the new year in big fashion. We have so many things that we're going to be preoccupying our time here coming up. The Boat Sport and Travel Show, Renfro Productions, of course, the Deer Turkey Waterfowl and the Cincinnati Show. We've got a big presence at both of those. Indiana Outdoors will broadcasting for Kevin and his family. But in the meantime, Brent Wheat's going to kick us off here at, uh, he's at first, he's on. He's at bat, let's put it this way. I'm going to use a baseball analogy. Everybody loves a baseball analogy. Uh, he's he's uh, at bat here. Brent Wheat, one of my favorites, editor of Guns Magazine, award-winning Hoosier Outdoor writer, as well as one of the leaders and thought leaders in the publication and outdoor, especially when it comes to guns. Andy Parrish Outdoors, you know him because he's a regular here. He's got some trips planned, always a great teacher high presence on Instagram and YouTube. I encourage you to pay attention because he's going to give us some tips. I think he's going back to do his Boundary Water hot tent camping. We're going to talk to him about that as well. Anytime I have the opportunity to introduce Indian Outdoors to a new uh contributor here on Indiana Outdoors. I love to do it. Old Bob Downey is going to be with us. He is fishing the Elite Series in Bassmaster. Their season kicks off here shortly, so I can get him before he hits the road. But we're going to introduce Bob Downey to the Indiana Outdoor fans. I don't want to take any time away from Brent, but we are back right after this. It's Indiana Outdoor Show. Well, happiest of New Year's, it is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. So great to be with you. As always, couldn't do the show without you, and we are grateful for a new year, 2024. So many things to come. The Boat Sport and Travel Show just around the corner. Of course, we always do our annual previews starting uh, here very shortly, and I can't believe it's going to be a... It's going to be another great year, a lot of activity uh, for Indiana Outdoors down there. Hopefully, you can stop by and say hello. As mentioned at the top of the hour, one of my favorite people, we're going to kick off this first show of the new year with our good friend, the editor of Guns Magazine, Brent Wheat. Brent, where in the world are you? See, every time I ask that question, I'm not sure because you live a life that I want to live. 
Well, I, I guess I'm like Waldo. You never quite know where I'm at. If you hear a lot of noise, I'm on I-95 at Tampa, Florida. So I'm dealing with Florida traffic. Um, I'll try not to blurt out any uh, bleepy words, <laughs> but you know how traffic is down here. Yes, I do. And at the end of the day, you're in Florida and I'm not. So that's a better place to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been terrible. It's been like 72. Everybody's really freezing and you know the beach was just ice cold and no, it was gl- it was glorious. But uh we came down to uh escape the lovely Indiana gloom and see some family. So we've been at uh, Venice, Florida, and now we're headed over to Orlando. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I do appreciate you giving us some of your time because we need to catch up with you. A lot going on this time of the year, especially for someone that is the editor of Guns Magazine. You roll out of 23, you're into 24. We have the SHOT Show coming up. We have all sorts of things. You need a little break before the uh, tsunami hits. Yeah, I've I've been running pretty fast trying to get uh, year-end stuff, and I was just up in Wisconsin, Barnfeld, Wisconsin, which is the home of uh, Vortex Optics. Uh, spent a few days with the folks up there at Vortex. It was great. Did some long-distance shooting and saw all their, their stuff, so that was good. And then, of course, we had a great uh, holiday, Christmas and New Year's, and then we're going to do this. And then the SHOT Show, and uh, it looks like SHOT's going to be bigger, better, busier than ever. Well, I know that we've talked about this over the years, especially here during COVID, but Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine, wildly successful podcaster and great friend of Indiana Outdoors, as well as an award-winning Hoosier outdoor writer, and you've done so many great things with Guns Magazine. And we've talked about this shot show thing that, you know, a lot of people said it wasn't worth uh, the COVID stuff and the inconvenience and the expense. But it sounds like pretty much everybody's back and it's bolder, better, bigger and better. Yeah, it's one of those things that everybody loves to hate and everybody says, well, you know, I just don't know if I'm going to keep going. Uh, yeah, attendance is, is keeps uh, topping every year. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things you just have to go to it. If you're in the firearms or outdoor industry, you just have to go. So we're there. We're, uh, we've got our booth in Radio Row again, and we're also um, uh, AmericanCop.com, which is one of the sister publications that I help out with. Uh, they are the sponsor of the law enforcement training track at the SHOT Show, so we've got another booth for that, and it just it gets bigger and better and crazier every year. All right. There's somebody listening right now across Indiana that doesn't know what the SHOT Show is, but it's one of those places that's been on my bucket list. I think I'm getting too old. I'm I'm uh, I'm just withered up like an old prune. But you're a veteran. You're a seasoned veteran. Tell people what the shot show is and why that for for well, someone the, like you, why it's so important. Well, the shot show is the shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show, and it is now like the sixth or seventh biggest trade show in the United States. And it's pretty much anything and everything to do mainly with guns. There is a lot of outdoor gear and a lot of our friends that you also know, Brian, that are in the outdoor industry. But it's really mainly focused on guns. And I I always call it, it's like the uh, Daytona 500, Indy 500, Paris Fashion Show, Fourth of July, all rolled into one. It's just 
unbelievably huge and uh we go down there and meet friends and and see new product and uh wine and dine and hang out and that's where all the business and the uh, shooting industry gets done so it's it's exhausting but uh we we keep doing it well if you haven't been to a trade show in the in vegas this can't be (laughs) underestimated with the expansiveness of it and when you when you can put in the top 10 uh, trade shows that are in Vegas and you're in the top six, that's pretty massive. And it's really kind of hard for people to comprehend, comprehend how big it is. Yeah, it, it's fun when you see somebody there for the first time. They just get this look like, oh, my goodness, where does it end? And it basically doesn't end. Last time we, we checked... Uh, walking all the rows, which was several years ago, it was like 15 miles, and I, I just quit even keeping a tally because it's just it's massive. So this is a trade show, and you said this is where all the business happens, especially in the firearms industry, and not only people bringing out new product, but trying to, you know, you got vendors there that are trying to buy their supplies and I suppose stock their stores and do all that good stuff. But break it down. What actually does happen? What is the business that takes place there? Well, it used to be a selling show where uh, your local gun shop would go and and talk to all the manufacturers and uh, write their orders for the year. Well, with the internet and all that, uh, that doesn't happen as much now. Really, it's just an exposition more than anything. You've got I, I don't know how many 15,000 booths or something ranging from, you know, 10 foot square to somebody like Glock will have a, a city block. And they they basically let the industry people see the product, handle the product, talk about the product, and hopefully convince them to, uh, you know, stock it in their store or sell it or, in our case, cover it in our magazines and online and podcasts and all that so you have a place i know this was kind of a big deal for you last year because you were on radio row you got to look forward to that oh absolutely it's it's fun because it's right out in front of everybody and uh, it actually turned out to be too much of a good thing i couldn't even get out of the the booth last year so we've we've spread that out a little bit um everybody's going to take a shift but uh Really trying to figure out, uh, we need to develop a massive radio network. Maybe we can get Brian involved in that and uh, <laughs> really turn it into something worldwide. We need to conquer the world with this. I, I think you better set your bar a little higher than Indiana Outdoors host. <laughs> hey, speaking, oh, no, of, speak, no, no. speaking of Glock, Gaston Glock, the founder, one of the family members, passed away right at the end of the year, and uh, God rest his soul for the work that he did to really establish a brand and and create the benchmark in an industry of excellence. Absolutely. Uh, He he was the one that came up with the polymer 9mm pistol, and it's been often imitated, many times duplicated, but uh, he was the guy, and and he made his mark, uh, and he was well rewarded for it, but uh, he was the guy that had the vision and, and really started that whole thing. So it's hard to, to underestimate what he did for the shooting industry. It is indeed. And I was saddened to hear because I'm a Glock fan and uh, many great products out there. But I always love uh, his story. I love the entrepreneurship. I love the, as you said, he created a whole new style, I guess, for lack of a better term, for ha- handguns. Exactly. Um, you know, again, 
that's almost one of the curses of being a gun writer at this point is there's so many polymer nine millimeters and of course other calibers but you know uh, stereotypically the polymer nine how are they all different well there's some different features and things have evolved and developed over the years but when you get down to it there are a, a plastic framed metal slide nine millimeter and really gaston glock was the guy that that kind of figured that out first brent weed is our guest this morning kicking off the big show in the new year it's hard to believe as you look back on 23 you've done so many great things at guns magazine what were some of the highs what were some of the uh the the roses if you will and what were some of the thorns and look ahead for 24 as well well, it's it's been another upheaval year in the gun writing business. Uh, uh, Athlon Publications, they've gone by the wayside now, or uh, at least their print publications. Um, we were in a situation where a sale was, was possible, so there was a lot of uh, worry there. We've come through that, and the uh, rumors of, of our demise were greatly overstated and actually turned out we had a pretty good year, uh, even though it started uh, off pretty rough. So the, the publishing industry is really in flux. Uh, a lot of my good friends don't have writing jobs anymore, so I'm really thankful that I do. And, and uh, we have a really strong company that seems to be getting even stronger. As far as the shooting industry, it is amazing. The uh, Coming out of this uh, sales explosion over the last couple of years, the pandemic and all that. Everybody's flush with cash, and a lot of these companies have been throwing it into research and development, and there's lots of stuff coming out. And the cool thing is, with where technology is today, there's really not any garbage guns or garbage optics or any of that kind of stuff. Used to, you'd wait and see it when something came out, if it was going to stand the test of time. And anymore, everything is pretty darn good. We're really living in the golden age, and it's it's just amazing. So <clears throat> I heard you say that you took a little trip up to Vortex. They're my favorite, one of my favorite optics. I couldn't imagine. That had to be like Disneyland. You ever been ever been up there before? Oh, I had not. And uh, first of all, it's in the Driftless area, which I've heard of it, but I'd never gone there. I'm going back this summer to have a trout fishing week, I think. It's really cool. But no, Vortex, over 400 employees. Um, it is, <laughs> I got to say, it's almost cult-like. Uh, they treat their folks so well. Uh, they 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 give the 110% uh, top to bottom. But uh, beautiful facility, uh, uh, beautiful training facility they've also got a long distance shooting school uh out in the countryside um it was it was something and they even have a supper club with a bar in the building uh, so i want to go yeah i wonder if they're taking applications yeah. <laughs> well i i think the competition is fierce but i mean they've got an in-house chiropractor they they really it reminded me of what now i now i really want to work now i really want to work there <laughs> exactly. So, but we've got a good relationship with those folks now, and uh, they make a really good product at a really good price. And that's why it started out 20 years ago in a wild bird store where they sold like bird feeders, and they were uh, the owner uh, was looking for better optics for both hunting, <laughs> yuck yuck, and uh, bird watching, and that led to Vortex Optics, and it's it's a massive company now. What is the Driftless area? 
that's the area up there at the corner of Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, a bit of Iowa, where there was kind of a hole in the glaciers. And it's kind of like uh, uh, South Central Indiana, uh, where you know you go from flat to all of a sudden there's hills and dales and and springs and caves and all that, and that's exactly what it looks like. You go from kind of a, a rolling Wisconsin prairie to all of a sudden it looks like you're down in Bedford or, or you know Hoosier National, and uh, a lot of spring-fed creeks and a lot of trout fishing. So I was on the bus ride out to the range. I was salivating looking at all the the trout fishing areas and all the signage of this trout trout stream and blue ribbon trout stream and all that so pretty cool area let's real quickly go to 24 what's new what's exciting you got the great podcast tell people about that but what's on the store shelves here coming out this year oh all kinds of stuff um <laughs> the I, I, that would be an entire show right there, Brian. Um, uh, lever guns are really making a resurgence. Uh, uh, Ruger purchased Marlin, that uh, really resurrected them. They'd really faded away under the ownership of Remington, but they are coming on strong, and I think they're going to come on even more strong. Uh, it's Ruger's 75th anniversary. It's also Hornaday's. 75th anniversary so those are some of the big stories that we're kind of focusing on this year all right now i got to switch to the fun stuff because you always make me jealous i know you got trips planned i know you're going out to the shot show but what's what's the rest of the season look like for you and travel and tours and shows and oh well uh right now <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard i i really uh off the top of my head i was supposed to have a, a ram hunt scheduled and then that's on an indefinite hiatus i don't know something on their end but uh hopefully be doing some hunting here before too long and then of course fishing season believe it or not is just around the corner and uh i've made the vow that my boat didn't go in the water last year I've, uh, this is a broken record we're not even gonna I'm not even I, front, I don't even want I you to, i don't even want you to say it out loud because we're gonna have you well, back I, i'm publicly setting it out there because I'll be embarrassed if I don't go fishing in 2024 because your listeners all over the state are going to go, hey, weren't you the guys who said you were going to get your boat out this year? Yeah, I'm sure they, they love you to death, but they're not really interested in that. But hey, so much fun yeah. today. So great to have you. Best of luck down in Florida. Enjoy some R&R. We're going to do a post-shot show report. We may even bug you while you're out there. So good to visit with you. Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Brian. My pleasure. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Don't you dare think about a big show right ahead, right after this. So good to be with you. It's so good to be anywhere. It is the Indian Outdoor Show as we click into 2024. Still hard to believe. The older I get, the quicker it goes. But Indiana Outdoors rolls on. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives.org in year 25 of Indiana Outdoors. Hard to believe. So we're visiting with some of our regulars and friends of Indiana Outdoors. Thanks to Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine. Andy Parrish Outdoors, one of my favorites here on the Indiana Outdoors. Andy, it's great to have you be a part of Indy as we are here in the first show of the new year. And you're 
one of my favorites because you you constantly have travel. You're constantly out doing what you do. You'd love to promote. You love your YouTubes. You love to help educate, and you just make a your vocation uh, has now become the outdoors, and I love that so much. Andy Parrish, great to have you be a part of it. Where you been? What have you been doing? And happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brian. Uh, well, excited uh, to start a new year. Lots of uh, new adventures on the horizon. Um, right now, we're trying to get booked a uh, trip back up to uh, the deep winter uh, Boundary Waters excursion. So we're trying to do a February hot tenning um kind of camp out with a bunch of guys from, oh, all over kind of the Midwest. Um, but we did that last year and got down to negative 24 degrees. And I think we're going to try and set that new record this year. You know, just hover here for a minute. Just let's sound this out because it's actually very appealing to me. But somebody right now says, wait a minute, you're going up to the Boundary Waters in February. Last year was negative 24 in a tent. But I saw the pictures. You and I talked about this because if you're not familiar with what a hot tent is, you guys basically have set up your little cozy cabin in there. Now, it creates its own set of challenges. So explain why this is fun. At the same time, it requires a little different preparation. Well, it definitely does require different preparation, but it it is so much fun. Uh, You hike in typically in you know on snowshoes uh one of the guys last year had had a pair of uh, cross-country skis that he was using Uh, we're carrying sleds dragging behind us with stoves uh you know to heat the tent to cook on all the different foods that we wanted to cook we ate so well um we had so much fun you have to um prepare for things though like getting water from beneath the ice So when we were out there on the lake last year, uh, we camped right on the side of the lake. The lake uh, was about 18 inches thick of ice, and you have to drill down or chip down to get to ice uh, to get to the water so that you could bring it back and boil it on the stove, put it into everybody's, you know, Stanley thermoses that will keep it from freezing overnight, that sort of thing. Um, Collecting enough firewood to last five days, all of that fun stuff. Andy Parrish is our guest, and I love that. And I heard a rumor that you were planning this year to go to one of my favorite areas out on the western slope of the Rockies, somewhere in the Durango area. What are you going to do out there? Yeah, so there are a few of us. Um, I'm going with a couple guys uh, from the southeast that are going to fly out, um, and we're going to um, hike the last four sections of the Colorado Trail from Silverton all the way down to Durango. Um, we're trying to figure out logistics right now. There's a, a really cool um, train, actually, that runs from Durango to Silverton. We're trying to figure out how to incorporate taking the train maybe to start our hike, uh, take that up to Silverton, and then jump on the trail from there, hike back to our cars. That's about 70 miles or so of trail that we're going to be doing. Beautiful country. I've never been to that section of Colorado, but everybody that's been just raves about it. Well, I can tell you, you're going to have a trip of a lifetime because I've done that trip from Durango to Silverton on the train and a nice day prep, uh, maybe a couple of hikes in the Durango area. Then you jump on the train and it's truly one of a kind because you're there with passengers and kids and families who are on their way for the uh, the rail trip, uh, beautiful through the mountains along the rivers. It's breathtaking. And then all of a sudden it just goes and stops and a bunch of uh, vagabonds like us. They throw your backpack out, and you're now 
back in the back country and if you miss the train on the way back you're staying until the next one comes by that that <laughs> chicago basin area there's three 14ers back there that we went uh it was a pretty grueling hike mostly uphill to get up into the chicago basin but when you get up there, you feel like you're in the Alps. You feel like you are nowhere in the United States. It's just so gorgeous. We had mountain goats literally in our camp every day trying to eat our trekking poles. Anything that had sweat or salt, we had to protect because they would literally come. <laughs> and I was uh, relieving myself, shall we say, in the morning one day. And one of these goats came down from the mountain. Uh, literally I thought it was so far away. Next thing I know he is standing on top of me about five feet away. And I'm like, dude, you take one more step. There's going to be trouble. And it's a, such a beautiful place, but I am so jealous for you. And I'm sure the logistics are going to work themselves out just fine. It, it, it's a little bit of a challenge, but we're really looking forward to it. I really enjoyed uh, reading the blogs that people had written. I had no idea that you can actually flag down the train if you were trying to take it back into town. So there's two different stops along that route. I was aware that you could get off the train, but there's actually a whole process for people that are through hiking that want to you know, take the train into Silverton, or maybe they're taking it back to Durango to flag the train down to stop it to get on. I just... Something about that sounds really cool. Well, Andy Parrish, it's always great to visit with you. And this is one of the reasons I love to have you on because you're a teacher as well. And you love, you've adopted the art of the social media through YouTube and Instagram and other things. And you're very much a proponent of getting people together with the different groups across the Midwest and around the country and, and do these trips, which have created some great friendships for you. So if people are interested in learning some of your YouTube stuff, where can they find it? Uh, they can find me on YouTube at Andy Parish Outdoors. Um, they can also follow me on Instagram as well uh, with the same handle. So I love it so much, and best of you, and best to you and your family in twenty four. And look like you kicked your New Year off with a great big old steak, and there's nothing better off like that. See, this is what I love about Instagram. I know what you eat. <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to get fit for some of these big trips coming up, and part of it is eating right and. Uh, uh, the steak last night was part of that. God love you. Hey, real quick, congratulations for those that don't know. You were on the twenty fifth. You were celebrated at the twenty fifth anniversary of your nineteen ninety eight national championship team at IU for soccer. It looked like you had a great group of friends back there, and what an honor! And congratulations. Yeah, thanks so much. It was really nice to get back with the boys and uh, get to go to a final for the NCAA this year down in Louisville uh, and go out at halftime with the gang and and just uh, reminisce. Great to visit with you, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brian. It is indeed. Uh, my pleasure to have Andy Parrish and all my guests throughout the years. It is the Indian Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer, back right after this. It is the Indian Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. What a great first show of the year. Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine. Always great to visit with him as well as all of our guests throughout the show. Andy Parrish, Andy Parrish Outdoors. And we're going to kick off 2024 with a brand new guest here on Indiana Outdoors. One of my, actually one of my favorite things to do is to introduce Indiana Outdoors to new people, especially when it comes to fishing and none better than uh, old Bob Downey from Minnesota. He fishes the Elite Series. He's going to be in the Bassmaster Classic here coming up. Bob, it's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors, hopefully uh, to come as well. But thanks Thanks for being a part of Indian Outdoors and Happy New Year. 
Yeah, Happy New Year. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, yeah, excited to get to chat with you for a little bit. Well, I'm excited to meet you, too, because we... uh always love to have pro staffers and i don't even want to try to tell your resume but you're going to be very successful on the on the pro fishing circuit and i know that you're a pro staffer and know our good friend josh lance who's a friend of the show and he helped connect us so i always appreciate when we can get new people here a part of indiana outdoors that all being said uh when does your season actually kick off and give me an idea what a what this time of the year getting ready for a new season that you've been off for a couple months uh, a new season of indy uh, of Indian outdoors. See, this is our 25th year, so I can say that. But you've been doing this for a long time. You got a new season coming up on the circuit. Where are you going? What are you What are you yeah. excited about? Yeah, we kick off the Bassmaster Elite Series down in Texas this year. You know, traditionally we're down in Florida most years, but they switched up the schedule a bit. We're going to Texas in February, so I'm looking forward for a little bit different look to start off the year on Toledo Bend, um, and then Lake Fork will be our second one. So both places that have, you know, the potential for giant largemouth bass, and that's always exciting to kick off the year. And, you know, this time of year up in Minnesota is where I'm from, the upper Midwest, and, you know, so we're iced in right now. We got a little snow on the ground, and for me it's just preparation time. You know, that there's a lot of prep work that goes into getting ready for a season, whether it's, you know, partnerships with companies like St. Croix Rods or Arapala, you know, those are, you know, important partnerships for me. So there's a lot of backroom behind the scenes work to be done there, uh, as well as, you know, getting all my ducks in a row with the boat and my equipment and making sure everything's in order. So we're able to focus just on fishing when we do get to the tournaments. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on. So when a professional like you, we're talking to Bob Downey, elite series, bass fisherman, uh, new place, new schedule. Have you been down to these places in Texas? I actually have. Um, the year I qualified for the elite series uh, in the Bassmaster Opens, we started our season on Toledo Bend in February. I think it was a week or two later than we'll be there this year. So it could be slightly different conditions. And then I've been to Lake Fork three different times but they were all later in the year so i've never been there in february so it'll fish like a different place it's nice to know your way around anyways but the fish will definitely be in a different seasonal pattern for sure so as you look at your tour ahead and there's probably people out there like me going okay you fish the elite series i can't keep track of all the different series how do you choose and how do you qualify and how do you know what's right for you as you enter these series how does that all work yeah, so at this point in time, there's really two major, I guess what you would call national pro-level tours uh, in the country. One of them is the Bassmaster Elite Series. The other one is Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. And in my eyes, those are the two right now. reason being is you've got to qualify to get onto those tours. You can't just show up and pay an entry fee and enter those events. Um, the guys that qualify at you know the, the beginning of the year are there at the end of the year. So it's the same field throughout the course of the entire season, and those are really the two major national-level bass tours at this point in time. And for me, um, you know, I was just kind of a long – long-term Bassmaster fan. I, I grew up following Bassmaster. That was really kind of the dream of mine since I was, 
you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And so that's the route I chose to go through. Um, there's the qualifying level is similar to what I would say, like the AAA level in, in baseball, the best master opens. Um, that's, you know, the AHL of the NHL sort of deal. You've got to work your way through those opens and qualify through them to get to the Bass Master Elite Series. And um, did that in 2019. And so this will be my fifth year fishing on the Elite Series. We're visiting with Bob Downey. When you were growing up, I heard you, and I know you've had a passion for this. You've already mentioned it, but you kind of entered in high school and other things. It's amazing to me the number of high school and college uh, clubs that are out there and scholarships and money and things have changed so dramatically since this was a gleam in your eye as a little boy and you've got to be very happy with uh, how that has happened but did you ever actually see yourself in this situation? No I mean it was always a dream of mine I, I grew up you know fishing around the house and high school fishing organized high school fishing wasn't even really a thing when i was in high school and then when i went to college the college fishing scene was just starting to kick off and so i did fish for the university of iowa in college uh we fished you know all over the country we had a big 10 championship each year which was really cool i I believe we did compete in indiana um once if not twice i forget if um is brookville lake indiana oh yeah right on the edge of ohio great place yeah so we fished there in the big 10 one year big 10 championship that was super cool and then we were on max and cucky lake one year as well which i think that's in northern indiana you have a very good you have a very good memory you obviously didn't drink as much as i did over the holidays Yeah, so I spent a little time in Indiana fishing in college, and then it really just showed me how to travel and and fish new places uh, versus just our natural lakes that we have here in the state of Minnesota. Which you are so blessed So it really opened opened my eyes. And then, of course, you know, the high school stuff has has exploded. The college stuff has exploded. It wasn't necessarily a predominant part of you uh, because it's been in the last 15, 20 years that that's really happened. But the Mm -hmm. money, and you talk about the importance of sponsorships. I mean, did you ever think that there'd be the type of purse money for these tournaments and for you to be able to make a living at this? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been around for a little while now, but I do think we're seeing an injection into the industry more now than we have in the past due to the high school and college ranks. I think, you know, those started 10, 15 years ago now, and those, you know, kids at the time, you know, that did that are now growing. Now they're competing against you. (laughs) Yeah. And they're, you know, whether they're fishing on a national level or even a local level, if they're local, they've got working jobs where they're, you know, now they're the ones that are buying boats and motors and rods and reels. And so it just helps the industry as a whole. Um, so it's been pretty cool. Now I think, you know, fishing in high school is kind of a cool thing to do. Whereas when I was in high school, it was pretty rare or I didn't really know many other kids that like to fish. So it's definitely changed the landscape a lot. Bob, it's always great to visit with uh, our professional bass fishing friends. We hope that you become a regular contributor here on Indian Outdoors. Thanks to Josh Lance, St. Croix Rods. You talked about Rapala and others that are your sponsors. But you couldn't do it without them. We couldn't do it without you. So thanks so much for being a part of Indian Outdoors. Best of luck this season. We're going to follow you and stay in touch. How's that? 
Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. My pleasure. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Great to have a new guest on Indiana Outdoors, hopefully in the future as well. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to savelives.org. Sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your Indiana hunting and fishing license. Don't you dare go anywhere. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. So much fun, so little time. That trend continues. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I, your host, Brian Pointer. So grateful to be here with you each and every week. Indiana Outdoors will have another great year of show programming thanks to Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. And we will try to make it each week entertaining and educational. And we have an awful lot of fun, like we did today, kicking things off with Brent Wheat, editor of Guns Magazine. We'll be hopefully getting him from the shot show floor out in Las Vegas as editor of Guns Magazine. Always appreciate his contributions and insights. Moreover, we're going to follow some of our regular contributors this year, like Andy Parrish. Andy is Andy Parrish Outdoors, a great hiker, and he's a great adventurer. And we are looking forward to following him as he's headed out to one of the most beautiful parts of the country, the Durango-Silverton area. And we will be following him. Plus, I encourage everybody to go to Andy Parrish Outdoors on YouTube. If you just are interested in how to put something together, plan a trip, he's got all kinds of tips and tricks. Always like to introduce new folks to Indiana Outdoors. Bob Downey is from Minnesota. He's on the Bassmaster Elite Fishing Series. And I always love new guests and keeping things fresh. And he's going to be kicking things off in Texas here in a few weeks. And I'm glad we had a few minutes to catch up with him. Moreover, I wish each of you a happy new year. Let's turn the page officially on 23 and look forward to all the great things to come in 2024 as it pertains to Indiana Outdoors. You know that I will always be here looking forward to bringing you the great indiana outdoor show uh, with that remember turn in a poacher 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R you know the drill be safe everybody else see you in the great indiana outdoors or beyond talk to you next week have a good one